From 2 Corinthians 13, 13, The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. We are so glad that you are seeking God with us, and we pray that the message you are about to hear is a blessing to you. I am Brian Niebank, pastor of Zion United Church of Christ Fireside in Bellevue, Ohio. I thank you for joining us today as we seek to walk together with God, expressing our love in Bible study and prayer, living the life of the church and serving others and worshiping God. May God bless you today. Will you pray with me? God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Whenever we go to a wedding or a funeral, there is nearly always a guest book. Guests write their name in the guest book and perhaps a brief message of support, and this provides a lasting memory of all those who came from near and far. Our church has a guest book too out in the narthex. When we have guests, we encourage them to sign that guest book telling us what town or what state they are from, so that we can celebrate how God brought us together in this present moment, in the here and the now. Perhaps we have crossed paths for only a moment, or perhaps we have crossed paths for only the first of many times. Guest books celebrate the occasion of being brought together. It can be a fun a journey to go back through a guest book through the years and read some of the things that were written or some of the names that were guests for the first time on any particular day. Any occasion where friends and family are brought together into one place is a reason to celebrate. That moment can be used for ministry, for encouragement, and for reconciliation. It can be used to strengthen one another. For our work may be able to pay the bills, but the people in our lives is why we are here. When we journey together and come together into one space, we can interact together, be together, support one another. We minister to everyone who we meet. We can minister to our guests and we minister to those who we see all the time. Anyone who seeks to help another seek God is a minister in Christ. If every encounter is an opportunity to minister, should we not always be joyful when someone comes into our lives? I think of the time when Mary and Martha were visited by Jesus, and Mary was 
uh, overjoyed when uh, Jesus was in her household so that she would spend every minute of her time with him. And also when we had the unexpected visit of Mary to her cousin Elizabeth when she had heard the good news that Elizabeth was with child. She came to Elizabeth unexpectedly. Elizabeth was expecting her much later in the year. And Elizabeth reacted with joy. She was overjoyed to see her. Is there ever a time, though, when we are not joyful? Perhaps you are working in your cubicle trying to cram together a presentation that is just in an hour, just over an hour away. Suddenly, an unexpected guest comes and wants to talk to you. Not now, you may grimace as you smile and greet the person, hoping that it is a quick interaction. Have you ever done this? Or something similar? Or perhaps it is 20 minutes until break time, and you know that a conversation with this fellow can consume half of your break. Or the telephone rings and you say to yourself, this better be quick because Ohio State plays in 10 minutes. There are certain times that we are just not in the mood for talking to someone else. But what about the times that you have responded graciously? What are some good things that have come from those visits? For me, some of the unexpected visits, such as when someone comes over to the church or calls me up, uh, whether I expected them or not, whether I know them or not, those unexpected conversations are a blessing to me. And they are some of the most rewarding moments of my day. I try to remind myself that it is okay if the to-do list is not quite finished to the best of my ability yet, or if I haven't read all the commentaries before book group on a Wednesday evening, I know that God will still bless the conversation even if I haven't done as much preparation as I would have liked to do. I know that God will guide whatever conversation is about to happen and God will guide the moments to come, even if the conversation makes us less prepared for something to come. What are some good forms of an unexpected visit? When you show up to visit someone in a nursing home, you are often unexpected, but the resident is thrilled to see you every time you show up. At a restaurant, I have witnessed numerous chance encounters with people who know each other, and they are thrilled to have that unexpected visit with each other. I know in a town where everybody knows everybody, perhaps that may happen more often than not, uh, but uh, there's chance encounters where you are not expecting to see this particular person on that given day are a reason to be joyful because that encounter could happen. When we begin to see other people in our lives as opportunities to minister, and not as distractions to our schedules, we are beginning to love more like God. 
When we begin to see other people in our lives as opportunities to minister and not as distractions to our schedule, we begin to love and live more like God. Does God set times with us or make us make an appointment saying, well, I'm going to talk to this person at this time. You have to wait until this set time. Or did Jesus refuse to tend to those who tugged on his robes when he was on the way to go see someone else? We are often God's unexpected visitor, just as people were Jesus' unexpected visitor in his days when they wanted to go see him. And when we're God's unexpected visitors, God loves it. God loves it when we make time for God, and God loves it even more when we make time for God that was not first planned into our day. Matthew 24 wants us to be prepared for an unexpected visit. The writer of the gospel warns us, Keep us, keep awake, therefore, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. This is a forewarning of the unexpected visit of the Son of Man for which we are unprepared. We are in the advent of the coming of the King in some future day that is as yet unknown. We are looking forward to the glorious return of peace on earth and goodwill toward all people. As we begin this Christmas season, when everyone is putting up their decorations and light to shine through the early darkness of the evenings, it almost seems possible for a moment. We can forget about the violence of the world for just a moment, or if not that, we can look past it into a new hope for just a moment. We look forward to the time when justice will prevail and when all things will be made right. But we still do not know when that day will be. Because we do not know when that day will be, the author of the gospel warns us that we have to be ready now. We have to do what we can now to be ready for the unexpected visit. We should expect a visit at any time. That means that we should keep the dishes washed at our homes. We should always... <laughs> Sounds good. I... Though I will admit later too that uh, I know I don't have all the dishes washed all the time either. <laughs> but this is a metaphor for when we expect a guest... We want to have the dishes washed. We want to have our house tidy. And when we expect God in the same way, we want to have our house tidy. That is, the house of our lives. We want to keep our lives tidy. We want to keep our lives honorable. As we join in this advent of hope, as we hope for the better world yet to come. When we try to hope with the magic of Christmas time every year in this hope for a peace, for a better, non-violent world, we need to live 
in the light of the Lord. As we wait for salvation and peace and hope, let us live honorably. As we wait for salvation and peace, let us live honorably. This is how we can be prepared in our lives if we live honorably every day in the Lord. We can be prepared for whenever the Lord does come. Let us live lives that are honorable to the Lord and let us live lives that live, that live to leave a legacy for God's glory. Let us live lives that God would be proud of us for living. If the Master comes earlier than we expected, we want to be found working. We want to be found seeking ways to know the Lord better. And we want to be found helping others to know the Lord better. We want to be found doing something that is honorable to God. We may use the opportunities for ministry that God gives us instead of pushing them aside if we feel too busy. We might not grumble when God sends us a change of plans. Instead, may we embrace what God is using us for in this moment of our lives. As we embrace who we are in God, we find more hope in God. When we know God more deeply, we can more quickly affirm to ourselves and to one another that God is faithful. God is just, and God does have a plan for the world that can offer us hope. It is when we know God more deeply, when we have sought God more deeply, that we can realize these truths more deeply. As we talk about unexpected visits, it is not necessarily an invitation to go showing up to people's houses unannounced, although we may have an invitation to show up as long as we do the dishes. People will still want to be given some time to get those dishes washed, to get that laundry folded, whatever needs to be done to prepare for a guest that you can't do when a guest is unexpected. But Jesus will not need that preparation work done first. Remember when Mary was doing all the work around the house, trying to get everything tidy, and Martha was the one who sat with Jesus and listened to him. Jesus was okay if the house wasn't perfectly tidy, if the meal wasn't absolutely perfect. It's all about the moments that we have with each other in our lives, the moments of conversation, the rewarding, memorable moments that we can make. I'm sure we remember a visit uh, such as when Jay might come up from Columbus. You remember visits like that. You don't remember every time you go to, go to clean the house. All Jesus wants is for our hearts to be washed clean and to be folded neatly. Carefully in tune with the Lord. Jesus does not care what our lives look like on the outside, but what we look like on the inside. 
I may not have every dish washed or every floor mopped and every item of clothing clean at the end of every day, but I want to end my days knowing that I did my best. I did the best that I could for the Lord that day. Can you do that? Can you end your day asking yourself the question, have I done all I could for the Lord today? Have I done all I could for the Lord today? That gives us hope when we do all we can, seeking and knowing the Lord through our interactions with the Lord and with our interactions through others. There is a song that we sing in Scouts, which is called Scout Vespers. It goes something like this. Softly falls the light of day as our campfire fades away. Silently each scout should ask, have I done my daily task? Have I kept my honor bright? Can I guiltless leap tonight? Have I done and have I dared everything to be prepared? Have I done all I could to be prepared? Have I lived my day honorably? Have I done all I could for the Lord today? When you ask yourself these questions, you will hold yourself accountable. And still more, you enable yourself to have more hope. You have more hope because you are knowing the Lord more deeply through your actions. And the deeper we know the Lord, the more confidence we have in the Lord. And confidence gives us hope for reconciliation, for a better future, and for a peaceful future. When someone has a vision, I believe that it is said, when hope and a vision becoming a reality is lost, then all hope is lost. We never want to reach that moment. We want to hold on to the vision so that we can hold on to that hope. We want to hold on to the vision that the prophet Isaiah provided the people of Israel even before the exile. For he looked beyond the exile. He looked beyond the worst part that was still yet to come. Even when we know that there is a lot of trial and tribulation ahead of us, a lot of heavy rain and storm to come in our lives, we can hold on to the vision that Isaiah proclaims so boldly. In the days to come, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established as the highest of mountains. People shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. O house of Jacob, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. It is, let us live honorably. O house of Christ, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord, house of Christ. Let us indeed live honorably. Let us do all we can for the Lord this day and every day that we live. Let us give every honor to God. For in God 
is our hope. And in God is our ultimate salvation. May all honor and glory be to God. Thanks be to God. And amen. Thank you for joining us here at Zion United Church of Christ Fireside in Bellevue, Ohio. If you would like to reach out to us, we would be thrilled to journey with you on your walk with God. Call us at 419-483-6658 in the United States. Reach out to us on our Facebook page or send us an email at zionunited at gmail.com with any prayer requests or questions you may have. Remember to make time for God and confess Jesus as your way to God to give you hope in this life. May you be blessed by God and be a blessing for another. We hope to see you again.